it's Adam Braun, and it's April 2020. This is part three of three devotionals on Joshua chapter one, verses six through nine, entitled, Being Strong and Courageous No Matter the Circumstances. You'll recall that our goal has been to build three firm foundations upon which we can be strong and courageous. And in part one, dealing with verse six, we discovered that God is faithful to fulfill all his promises. In part two, we uh, learn from verses seven and eight that God's word carefully observed guarantees true success. And today we're going to deal with the last pillar or foundation in verse nine. So let's go there now. Joshua 1, 9. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So this last foundation that I want to build is, we can be strong and courageous because our God is Emmanuel, God with us. Think about how amazing this verse really is. Yes, in verse 6, his promises are universally fulfilled to his people. Yes, his word is complete and perfect and all we really need to guarantee true success. But in verse 9, we come to find out that he doesn't just declare these from a distant heavenly place. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And this stands in spite of however weak we may be in the face of the foe we're facing. It's it's independent of our weakness. And I I think about passages like Judges chapter 6, where a man named Gideon is hiding from a group of people called the Midianites. He's hiding in a closet, essentially. And the Lord appears to him. Gideon doesn't realize it's the Lord at first, but the Lord is speaking to him. And he says, go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the grasp of Midian. I am sending you. And Gideon replies to him, please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the youngest in my father's family. Gideon's trying to appeal to him, saying, I'm so weak. I'm too weak to be considered for this task. But the Lord says to him, but I will be with you. You will strike Midian down as if it were one man. And I just think, how awesome is this promise that our God means for us to see and savor him and intimately know him as strength perfected in weakness. The pages of the Bible are just littered with examples of this. In John chapter 6, the storm is raging on the water and the disciples are just being battered by the wind and the waves. And Jesus, who was apart from them, walks on water and gets in the boat with them. Think about that. The God who commands the wind and the waves, they obey his every word, could have stopped the storm altogether or kept it from even starting in the first place, but he lets it rage on and he gets in the boat. This is an amazing truth. He means for strength, his strength to be perfected in our weakness. In 2 Corinthians 1, Paul talks about an affliction that he had where he was despairing of life itself. He said the affliction was so bad, he despaired of life itself. But then he goes on to say, this was so that we wouldn't trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. This is the heart of the matter, that 
Like Pam Vernon has said to me before, our God is a great boulder, and by comparison, our problems that face us, our enemies that face us, are pebbles. This isn't to minimize the apparent size of the problems or the darkness that we face or the enemies that are before us. It is to magnify the immense size of our Lord. And as all the things that are going on in the world are swirling around us right now, may you take refuge, may we all take refuge under the shelter of the wings of the God who controls the most enormous of stars and the tiniest of sub-microscopic particles, including the coronavirus. He commands where they go and what they do. But he is a God who is with us, who will get in our boat when it seems like all is caving around us. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because he is with us. His rod and his staff comfort us. Now, the last thing I want to talk about here is in the first part of verse 9, we see something very interesting. The Lord says, haven't I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Now, this is really interesting. He's not giving a suggestion to Joshua or us. Hey, it'd be a good idea if you were strong and courageous. He's not speaking idealistically either. In a perfect world, you'd be strong and courageous. In fact, he is giving a a command. And so it becomes a matter of obedience. Now, this can be a very difficult question because how often do we see being strong and courageous or the converse? How often do we see fear and anxiety as a matter of obedience to trusting the Lord or disobedience in not trusting him? Yet this is what we're faced with in Joshua 1.9. I say this to you just to encourage and encourage. Exalt, exhort you to press on in obedience to the Lord. And when you fail, as I have failed numerous times, especially in the past year, approach him humbly and confess your failing to keep obedience to this command. I've gone to the Lord so many times in the last year saying, God, I am feeling fear and anxiety washing over me. But you have given me not a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. I'm not experiencing that now for whatever reason, whatever foothold I've given to it. And I just confess that before you. And I know that you are faithful and just to forgive me of that and to cleanse me of that unrighteousness. So I confess this failing to keep this command in Joshua 1.9. And then I ask him to give me the strength and the gift of the sword of the spirit and put to death the deeds of the flesh of fear and anxiety by giving me superior promises to drown out and completely crush the fear that is within me. I search and scour the word for great promises like Isaiah 41.10 and ask God to fulfill it in my life that I would believe it with great courage and great conviction. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and uh, and help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
He is Emmanuel. Friends, be encouraged by that. And when you don't feel it or it's not it's not being realized fully, this strength and courage that he means for you to have, just confess it to him and come to him humbly and ask him to replace a fearful, anxious heart with great promises to cling to and trust and know that he'll fulfill them as we've shown before. All of these things are great and wonderful gifts that we've been talking about, and they are free for you through the grace of God and through faith in Jesus Christ. If you've never repented of sin and put your trust on the perfect sacrifice of Jesus on the cross on your behalf, I just invite you today that today be the day of salvation for you. You will never regret it. If you have any questions about this or need prayer for any reason, please reach out to us at Commonwealth City Church. You can find us on Instagram or uh, email us at info at commonwealthcitychurch.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thanks.